0: Hello, and thank you for clicking on the Sean B. Show. Once again, it is I, Sean B., in here all by myself. This episode was recorded on Sunday, December 4th at the Edge Construction Studio in Columbus, Indiana. Edge Construction, those are my guys, okay? When I need construction help, I know who to call my man, Brian, 812 343 3035. Brian and his team at Edge Construction are masters of site development, dirt work, and all things related to construction. They got you. Edge construction. Call Brian. Tell him the Sean B. Show sent you. Full disclosure, I just watched the college football rankings. Okay? I think TCU, it's a little fishy, but uh, yeah. Georgia, Michigan, TCU, Ohio State, those are the four. I was wrong. Enjoy the show. (laughs) You're listening to The Sean B. Show on Second String Media. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Sean B. Show. It is Sunday, December 4th, the year 2022, and I am here today in the Edge Construction Studio to talk about NFL Week 13, talk about some World Cup disaster. Maybe uh, maybe we'll... Hit a little college football, okay? Look, last week, I predicted the college football playoff standings that we currently sit under. However, those will be wildly changed. Not too wildly, I guess, just the three and four spots. But, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that, discuss why I think some things will go down the way they will. A lot of people say a one-loss Texas Christian should still be in. And I don't know that I believe that. I don't know that I believe that at all. Uh, Starts with last night, Michigan, Purdue, in what started out as a pretty good uh, championship game, honestly. Like, halftime, it was 14-13. Like, looked like it might be a game, even though, you know, everybody, Purdue fans included, were were skeptical, okay? Skeptical. But look, Purdue hung tough for a long time. Uh, Michigan just overpowered them in the end. J.J. McCarthy, eleven of seventeen, Buck sixty-one, three tutties. He did throw an interception last night, breaking a streak. I believe it was one hundred and forty-seven uh, pass attempts without throwing a pick. Was the longest active streak in the Big Ten. That is over. He did throw a pick last night. Purdue fought hard, man. I, I gotta be honest and look. I'm an IU guy. Okay, I'm usually on the. I, I'm usually volleying on the side of puck Purdue. You know, shit like that. But look, those guys battled last night. It was a tough game, and uh, Purdue come out. Purdue come out. Uh, like I said, they battled. They battled all they could. But uh, Donovan Edwards, too much on the ground. Twenty-five carries for a buck eighty-five and a tutty. Uh, Mullings had to like. It was just. A, it was a tough day. It was a tough second half for Purdue. Uh, not a lot of production there in that second half. Michigan dominated that second half. Twenty-nine to nine. Uh, like I said, after beating up only a point at halftime. But Michigan wins, uh, secures their spot in the college football playoff. They will play an opponent to later be named. USC goes down to Utah. Texas Christian goes down to Kansas State. And immediately the debate started. Immediately the debate started. And, and it's a good debate. It's a good debate. A lot of people made a lot of fair points. Look, USC's out. They will not make that top four. Um, and I believe I am on the side of Texas Christian also being out. And I here are my reasons. One, they didn't win the Big 12. As, as simple as that. They didn't win the Big 12. They lost the Big 12 championship game to a very good Kansas State team. They didn't win the Big 12. ESPN paid billions of dollars for control over this college football playoff format that we are currently sitting under, which will be revised here in the next couple seasons. And they didn't do that. I'm sorry. They did not do that to watch the Texas Christian University Horned Frogs. They didn't do that. That's not why they did it. They're on the outside of that playoff, got Ohio State, who I believe is definitely in now, without question. And then you got Alabama. And I don't know if you guys know this, but Alabama has fans that span the country. And guess what they do? They watch Alabama on television. Texas Christian doesn't have that. So when it comes down to a decision of, and I know that sounds like bullshit because this should be a competition thing, I'm here to tell you it's not. It's not a competition thing. It is a who is going to watch fucking TV thing. Listen to these potential matchups. You got Georgia and Alabama (laughs) in the first round, and then you got Ohio State and Michigan in round two. That's, that's, that's what it is. At the very least, I believe you will definitely see Ohio State and Michigan again. Those two teams will meet again. Because let's say Texas Christian stays in somehow. And again, I don't know that they should. I think the, I think the goal should be to get the best four teams in college football. And when I really, as, as, as down a year as Alabama has had, Alabama is better than TCU. They are. And I don't know that you can debate that. Couple, couple bad losses, one bad loss. Let's let's just be real honest. I believe if anybody should get the bid, it should be Tennessee. Like I said last week, those goalposts are in the Tennessee River for a fucking reason. But that's not going to happen. So let's say Texas Christian stays in, which I don't think they will, but let's say they do. Ohio State at least has to leapfrog Texas Christian for the 3 spot. Michigan will stay at the 2, and that sets up the game part two. So I'm almost guaranteed to myself that Alabama, that Michigan and Ohio State will play again. Georgia will play either TCU or Alabama. Either way, Georgia is going to dominate. But I think the better football game that more people will watch would be Georgia-Alabama, and I honestly believe that that reason alone, because you can justify right, like you can you can give a loose justification for Alabama sliding back in, like based on where they're positioned. Again, I think Tennessee Tennessee should be ranked above them, but that's neither here nor there. But you can give a loose justification for why Alabama should be back in. Texas Christian in, in Georgia, is, is, it's going to be a blowout. Texas Christian doesn't have fans all over the country. What We get so much more value for just, hey, man, let's just slide Alabama up there. You, you get so much more value. You make so much more money. You get so much more exposure. Imagine those two games. Imagine that setup. Ohio State-Michigan, Georgia-Alabama. The two winners combine, the two winners collide in the national championship game. But those two football games, and it'd probably be better to see one of those games as the national championship game. Like imagine Ohio State Michigan national championship game. Holy shit. But some people last night were talking about Ohio State being the four seed. Uh, No way. No way. If Texas Christian stays in, Ohio State has to leapfrog them. They they just have to. Like, and I know they didn't play a game. I know they didn't compete for their conference. I, I don't care. And a lot of people will say, well, that's why Texas Christians should get in because they at least went to their conference title game. Congratulations. ESP had paid a lot of money for these playoffs so that they would be exciting and people would watch them. And I've always said that if you like I think this when 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 college football moves to a 12 team playoff system it might be bigger than the Super Bowl it's that it's going to be that awesome but which one is going to be the big blowout the school squeezed in but shouldn't really be there um I I don't I don't know like I said you can you can name a lot of teams that shouldn't be there that will or a couple I mean you can say Ohio State shouldn't be there. But this is this is where we live in. Their only loss was to the number two Michigan Wolverines. So um Texas Christian, I just I don't see it. I don't see it happening. I don't exactly know what you're asking me there, Brian. So that's that's why I'm just kinda like, well, okay. But uh yeah, so to to say that we'll see Texas Christian in that top four is it's almost crazy to me. I, I don't I don't see any any way that those guys sit around and decide. You know what? This is going to be this is a better football team than Alabama. They have a better resume than Alabama, which they have one less loss than Alabama. But imagine that Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan. Anyway, that's my pick. Uh, again, I got them right last week; wasn't hard. But this week, I'm going. Uh, I'm going against uh, the, the, the popular opinion. Look, I don't want to see Alabama in either. But I'm a realist. I know. I know for a fact, as a realist, that this is what ESPN paid money for. <laughs> as a realist, I know Alabama is a better football team than TCU. So, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, that's my pick. Write it down. Like a few years back when they let an undefeated team in that got smashed. I agree. Right. Yeah, they were undefeated. and Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. That's what I like about the 12-team format that they're coming up with now. Because in the 12-team format that will begin as early as 2024, you have now Every conference champion from the, uh, the big six conferences will get in. You get all those conference champions in. You get some at large bids in. They said they guaranteed away from that one school from the other five conferences will get in as well. So to me, that you're almost eliminating at that point the chance that an undefeated school. Can end their season undefeated and not be champions, and that to me has been always the biggest problem in college football. I get it; people don't like the Sun Belt Conference. I get it; people don't like those those small conferences, the Mountain West. But they're part they're they're part of of FBS. Like they're part of this. If you don't like that they should be competing for a title, then remove them. Make another class, a separate class of college football, where they can then compete for a national championship with uh, amongst conferences, or amongst those five conferences. Do that, but you won't do it because it takes away luster from those schools and recruiting, which obviously then takes away money from those schools with regards to recruiting, uh, with regards to endowment. All these things that these schools need, they want to say, you know, we're a Division One school. We are 1A. We compete for national titles. You know, this is where we are. You've got to make a way for those conferences to be able to compete for this national title or some national title. You can't have undefeated Central Floridas out there that aren't getting at least an opportunity. Yeah, and maybe they do get smashed. Maybe they absolutely get smashed. That's the thing. But even like, and I've said this too, even in a game, because in in this 12-team format, some of these teams are going to get smashed. That's the reality of it. Some of these guys are absolutely going to get killed. But they're going to get this national television exposure. They're going to get this playoff exposure. They're going to be able to give their recruits the sense that they're moving in the right direction. It's going to be a benefit. And I don't want to hear about, you know, they're pulling them out of class more. They're playing more games to pull them out of class. I don't want to hear about that shit because they play on Thursday nights. You know what I mean? They play on Friday nights. They're, They're in prime time. You know, don't don't pretend that the NCAA and its competition committees give a shit about how much these kids are or are not in class. They have tutors. They they are billions, my friend. Billions out there. So this is going to happen. And 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 again, I think a twelve team playoff is great. It's a great start. You've got to get all those conferences involved with this national title, with this championship playoff. Like I said, if a North Texas goes thirteen and zero and wins the Sun Belt, fantastic. Throw them in there. Well, they gotta, they gotta play. You know, they gotta play Michigan first. Okay, they're gonna get rocked. Fine. Two things there. One, they have a chance to not get rocked. Two, that exposure will will be so much more valuable to their future than winning a couple games in a playoff and then eventually getting rocked. There's a lot more benefit just to, well, this team doesn't have a chance to win. Winthrop doesn't have a chance to win the NCAA tournament every year, but they're there every year, the basketball tournament. They're there every year. They don't have a shot. But to those kids, it's a massive opportunity. And sometimes they have a shot. I'm just saying, we've seen this go down a time and time again. Now, football, much different than basketball. Of course, I understand that. Like a a good basketball team can lose to a, a, a less touted basketball team much, much easier than. Uh, an Alabama or a Georgia or Michigan or Ohio State is going to lose to a team like the North Texas Mean Green. I get it. Stuffy today. It's cold in here. Cold in here. Can't see my breath, though, so that's a that's a good thing. How awesome would it be if they didn't, though? <coughs> Amazing. It'd be great. It would be great to come out because what the way they're going to format this is Twelve teams. The first, the top four get a bye. The top four automatically go into the quarterfinal. So then you've got the twelve seeded team playing the five seeded team. Well, let's look at it from a. Let's say from the other five. Let's let's look at this real quick. I'm interested now because I think, at least I hope. Let's see here. I hate doing this. I usually like to be prepared, but this is a new thing that I wanted to, wanted to do, and I didn't know I wanted to do it until just now. So let's go and see college football rankings. Okay. Nah, they're, they don't have new rankings out. So this is garbage. But let's say a two-lane would be a 12 seed. This is before anything this weekend. So we're just gonna we're just gonna take our imagination back to a time that this weekend didn't happen. Tulane, likely gonna be your 12 seed. They're gonna play your five seed Ohio State. Let's go ahead and assume this weekend did happen. They're gonna play your five seed Texas Christian. Now, there's a matchup because I, I'm not going to take anything away from Texas Christian. They are obviously a great football team, Big Twelve school. Lot going on for them in the right direction. But you get you know two lane and a Texas Christian first round matchup. Then you get the eleven and six. You get uh, what's that going to be? USC probably, maybe Tennessee, and a uh, uh, team like. Ah, now it gets all wonky because Utah won this weekend. You know what I'm saying, though? There's matchups in there. The 11 and 6, the the 10 and 7. There's matchups in there that, A, you may not see all the time. And, B, could be could go either way. So I, I, I think it's a great thing to expand this to 12 teams. I can't wait till they do it. I have a feeling it's going to be bigger than the Super Bowl. I truly believe that. As much as I love the NFL. So, college football, wild weekend. Washington Huskies coming in and Wallop, Georgia on primetime. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, oh, uh, oh, Michael Penix Jr. getting in there and just doing big things. Yeah, right. In a, in, a, in a playoff tournament. Be huge. It'd be absolutely huge. But so, there's my picks. Um, I, I do think Alabama gets in as bad as I don't want them to. I got to say Ohio state Michigan. or I'm sorry, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio state, Alabama. That's your, that's your playoff, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio state, Michigan, your first round games. Again, you look at that schedule. It's going to be exciting. You might think TCU got screwed. I don't think they got screwed. They did control their own destiny. They did only lose one game. You're talking big 12 up against Big Ten and SEC, and it just doesn't stack up, my guy. That's At the end of the day, the Big 12 does not stack up to the Big Ten and the SEC, at least not this year. So that's the story. Sticking to it. Other college football news. Deion Sanders out of Jackson State University into the University of Colorado. Deion Sanders going to coach the Colorado Buffalo. He's moving up, man. He's moving up. He's going to get a lot of recruits out there, maybe – give a rebirth to that Colorado football program. I remember as a kid, you know, the, the Rocket Ishmaels, the Eric B. Enemies, those guys out there, But not Rocket Ishmael, but the Eric B. Enemies, Colorado Buffaloes. Was Rocket a Colorado Buffalo? I thought he was. Cordell Stewart's Colorado Buffalo football got that. Deion Sanders is a head coach. Again, <clears throat> great motivational guy, okay? Great recruiter. Everybody wants to go play for Dion. Great motivational guy, great recruiter. As we move him up into the ranks of college football, we'll find out how good he is at X's and O's. But that's prime time, man. That's Coach Prime. It's exciting no matter what. No matter what Deion Sanders is doing, you want to see it. That's exciting, man. I'm excited for, for Coach Prime. Colorado Buffalo, you're going to see that guy. On college game day, you're going to see that guy on college prime time just a lot more because that's what the people want. We want to see coach prime, coach prime doing coach prime things. It's awesome. I don't know if you were up at 11 or 10 AM yesterday. I was at work watching the final world cup game for the United States this year. Twenty twenty six is the next time we have a chance to see Team USA in the World Cup. Netherlands put and again, it into that. In a game that was not as stressful as the Iran game. The Iran game was very stressful. But uh Netherlands got an early lead. Early, early lead, and then went up by two in extra time of the first half. And that goal felt like that. That goal felt like the dagger. And I hate to say that. That goal felt like the dagger. You got, you got, you're just trying to get to halftime. And you could tell the U.S. was just trying to get to halftime. But uh, Daily Blind, 45 plus one, goal, putting them up 2 nothing going into the half. When you go into the half 2 nothing against a team like Netherlands, it has a dark feeling, a grim feeling. How'd you Wright, 76 minute, let's go. Now it's only 2 no, Now it's only 2-1. Now we've got 14 minutes plus stoppage time. Let's do some things. Let's create something. Let's make something happen. You felt like the U.S. could have scored four or five goals yesterday. It felt like that. Eight shots on target, 17 shots to Netherlands 11. Like, they possessed the ball more. Uh, pass accuracy was better. Fewer fouls. No yellow cards. Um, It... <laughs> You just felt they got five corners to Netherlands 4 it just felt like it felt like the US played better but if you watch the game every time the Netherlands got close they scored almost every time they got even remotely close if they got inside it was they were scoring everything looked smooth this is a good 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 soccer team I'm caught soccer again. Going back to my ways. I'm am angry. I'm an angry American soccer fan. USA goes down three to one. Netherlands moves on to play Argentina Friday. Let's see what we got going on right now. World Cup action. Of course, naturally, I'm going to get less excited about this now, right? Because the U.S. is out. So my excitement level starts a downward spiral. We're headed to football soon. Uh, France up 2-0 on Poland. Uh, looks like they're going to seal that up. It's the 89th minute. So France the defending World Cup champions. And again, the marquee piece on that guy's, we talked about this guy's bet a few weeks ago. I think I still had this graphic. We talked about this piece. Yeah, I still have this graphic available. So if you see this bet, if you know anything about bet slips, Kansas to win college basketball, Golden State to win the NBA, Colorado to win the NHL, got AC Milan, LAFC, Man City. All those in the final piece of this parlay that this person made for $26 is France to win the World Cup. If France wins the World Cup, this bet pays $557,000. Now, Again, I and I i am guilty. I talked about this bet a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if this guy ever cashed out. I assume that cash out offer would go up every time France does something, right? They win their group. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I wonder what the cash out is at the moment because I'm looking at this bet like, okay, it was a twenty six dollar bet. You told me I could take eighty one K out. I'm doing that. I'm just doing that now. The perspective is different. This game, this guy, eighty-one k may not be a lot to this guy. Eighty-one k is a good chunk to me. But what I'm wondering now is because you know this was I saw this before group stage started. Then France advances to the knockout round. They win today. Like where's this cash out on now that France is in the quarterfinal? That's an interesting piece there. You know, and like I said, that bet is probably long cashed out. If not, this is a dude that literally lives and breathes France national soccer right now. That's it. That's because I tell you what's not life-changing. 81,000, not necessarily life-changing. 557,000, life-changing. Again, I don't know this, this how we talked about this last time. I don't know how rich this dude is. I don't, it's all perspective, right? But I'm telling you, man, that's, that's a wild one. I don't know where you're betting, but I bet on Caesar Sportsbook, and I put a bet in today that I really hope pays out. Won't be 557000 but it would be a pretty cool little chunk. I'll get to that here in a little bit. But if you're not betting on Caesar, Caesar Sportsbook, you should be. That is where I bet. I'm a Diamond Elite member with Caesars. I have to bet there. Crazy. The hotel rooms, the comps, the free play. I get it all. From Betting Sports on Caesar Sportsbook, do that. Download the app. They've got bonuses, okay? They've got a sign-up bonus, $1,000 risk-free bet. What? Get it. Get it now. Get it now. I'm sad today. I'm sad today. Two reasons. I'm, a, I didn't get to watch this game. B, uh, the Indiana Hoosiers... Come out and look dominant at home against North Carolina, 77-65 to 65 on Wednesday. Then they go to Piscataway, New Jersey. Last night, Rutgers gets the win by 15 over the Indiana Hoosiers. Just, you know what, and it, it traced 13-10. Miller Kopp actually put up 21, but not a lot of production anywhere else. We did miss, uh, and we saw how much we missed Jalen hood shafino Not a good thing. But uh, Rutgers... Kind of looked like they were in, just in control of this game the whole way. The whole way. Keeping that Hoosier offense under 50 points. Tough to do. Uh, like I said, Chaffino out of this game. So that makes it a little easier. But uh, it, it feels to me like you beat North Carolina. You're 7-0. and You're on top of the world. And you go out to Piscataway to play Rutgers. And Big Ten road games are tough. We all know that. But it felt like to me that Rutgers wanted to beat Indiana. Indiana didn't care about beating Rutgers. Indiana's in the thick of their non-conference schedule. They're in the thick of, we just played North Carolina. We got Arizona coming up next weekend. Then we got Kansas. Like, we're playing this non-conference thing right now, and then all of a sudden, boom. Boom. You're in a conference game, and there's two conference games. You got Rutgers uh, last night, Nebraska Wednesday. And it's back to out of conference mode. I'm not blaming anything on anything. Look, Indiana went out there, obviously overlooked Rutgers, obviously weren't up for Rutgers. Rutgers wanted to beat Indiana. Indiana didn't care about beating Rutgers. You see the result. That's obviously what happened. But... Uh, whenever you want. Whenever you want. We'll go to the boat. Pfft, whatever. It's not a boat anymore though. Um But the 15 point win, it's gonna set the Hoosiers back. It's not the end of the world. And I think, you know, you get of course I always reference the fan groups on Facebook, right? Like what in the world is happening around these people's lives that that Indiana's loss just crashes everything down? It sucks. It sucks. We were never going to be the undefeated Hoosiers, though. Like, it was never going to be that. So, sitting at 7-1, probably going to move down in the rankings. Who gives a shit? The Big Ten's going to be tough. We know that. We did not expect Rutgers to be tough. Okay, but here we are. Here we are sitting at 7-1 with a 15-point loss to Rutgers. Learn that lesson, boys. Learn that lesson. That's the best way to learn a lesson. It's a tough way. Got a little blemish on your schedule? Come back. Get more. Look, it's a top 10 team, we're we're going to play well enough to make the NCAA tournament. We're going to do things throughout the year that we'll look back on, learn from, and hopefully get us prepared for that NCAA tournament bid. I love what Coach Woodson's doing in Bloomington. It's going to be a great thing. But nonetheless, the loss last night to Rutgers, come back out against Nebraska Wednesday and dominate. That's what you got to do. That is what you got to do. Arizona Saturday, and then the following Saturday, Kansas, okay? Arizona, I believe that game is in Vegas, and then Kansas in Kansas. Then you got Elon and Kennesaw State round out a non-conference schedule. Like I said, January 5th that Big Ten. Big Ten starts. It's in full swing. And look, the Big Ten's no slouch, okay? Got Iowa in there playing well. Got Northwestern, Penn State. Wisconsin always tough. Illinois game in January, Michigan State game in January. We've got soda in January, Ohio State. That's a look. The Big Ten's no slouch. We're this gonna be a rocky road. February fourth, Indiana Purdue in Bloomington. Can't wait for that one. Be a rocky road in the Big Ten. You know what I mean? I think uh, the expectations are high for Indiana, but I, we have to understand that this is college basketball. This is Big Ten basketball, and the road's not always paved in gold, baby. That's what's up. What about them Pacers? Hey, this road trip not going like we wanted it to. Okay, they're one and three on this road trip so far, including two shellackings from the last two. Uh, from the last two, of course, they got uh, waxed Friday night in Utah, got waxed Wednesday night in Sacramento. Uh, both 20-plus uh, 20 point, 20 point losses. Hopefully, you go to Portland today, tonight at 9 o'clock, and rebound from that one. Then tomorrow night at 10 o'clock you got Golden State. Um that's that's just West Coast road trips are what they are. Okay, we had said on this seven game road trip, if we can go three and four, that'd be a success. These road trips are tough. And uh yeah, so far Indiana feeling that pain feeling that pain. Of course, the 14 loss, 14 point loss to the Clippers. Got, uh, got over the hump against the awful Lakers by one point. And then, like I said, 23-point loss to Sacramento, 20-point loss to Utah. Hopefully, like I said, tonight in Portland, they kind of get back on track because you want to take a couple more of these games. You've got uh, Golden State tomorrow. You've got uh, Minnesota Wednesday. It's tough. It's really, really tough. Finally, after Wednesday, you come home, sleep in your own bed. you got Washington Friday night. Get back in the swing of things with a few home games. Got a four-game homestand right after that. So, ah. What about them standings, though? Look at this. This Pacers team, 23 wins was the over-under on the Pacers this year. 23 wins, 22 and a half. They're 12 and 10. Good enough for fifth place in the Eastern Conference. Um, Ahead of teams like the Nets, the Sixers. Everybody's chasing Boston. Milwaukee's really good. Cleveland surprisingly to me really good. The Atlanta Hawks right there. this is uh it's gonna be a tough conference to win. go out west. It's even tougher. Phoenix claims first place again. Denver. Uh, what surprises me the jazz have slipped and fallen four of six four of the last ten uh six six losses of the last ten. Sorry, <laughs> they've won four of their last ten. didn't clarify. Um, but the Western Conference, you've got the ninth-place team, the Portland Trailblazers, three-and-a-half games out of first place in the conference standings. Portland's 12-and-11. West always does this. Tough Western Conference. The Eastern Conference got gets a little top-heavy. like to see the Pacers kind of move in the direction of toward that top or staying on that top. What you want to do is really just avoid the play-in tournament. Okay, if you can get top six, you can get, you know, the Pacers right now set at five. We're not even at an all-star break, but if you can keep yourself in that top six area, you want to stay, you know, you know Boston and Milwaukee is going to be tough. But three, four, five, you can stay kind of floating in that area. You're in good shape. Then you get to the playoffs. All bets are off, baby. You make a playoff run. Pacers basketball, exciting stuff. Listen. I almost totally avoided talking about the Colts on Thursday, which is what I wanted to do. I, uh, I come now to week 13 of the NFL season. Indianapolis plays tonight in Dallas, a game a lot of people think the Colts can win, surprisingly. I have, uh, I have let go for a while of my optimistic approach to talking about the Colts, you know, where we find the path to the playoffs, we find this and that. Cause you gotta win football games and they can't, you know, they can't win football games. And that's that to me is, you know, like I said, a big part of the reason that the Colts will lose. Cause they can't win football games. But, you know, I, I wanna see something a spark. And I'm not, I'm not shitting on Jeff Saturday when I say this. They are just, he's not an experienced coach. Like, the players are they are they in or out? I don't know anymore. You know, I don't know what it's like to be in an NFL locker room when you're eliminated from playoff contention or close to being eliminated from playoff contention. It can't be pretty. Somehow the Colts are still in second place in the AFC South. I don't understand that at all. A slightly better win percentage than the Jaguars. But, uh, you know, three and a half games out of first place in the division. We've only got, what, five games left. Tennessee could very well lose today there at Philadelphia. I mean, there's an optimistic approach you can take to it. But I said this even when I made my optimistic approach. The Colts are going to have to start winning football games. Before you can talk about anything else, and they just they they're not winning football games. They've lost their last two since the since the big win in, in Vegas for Saturday's debut. Tough, but what we're going to do today is talk about NFL Week Thirteen. That's what's on the slate for today. We got a bet out there today. Really excited to go watch football and uh, see what happens with this bet. And you guys tell me what you think. I don't care. Need a big game out of Jalen. <laughs> Do you, Brian up there in the comments with the fantasy football chatter. Look, <clears throat> I have been eliminated from fantasy football playoff contention since week four. Like I don't know how a guy <clears throat> again, I live and breathe this shit. I talk about it on a weekly basis and man, A guy who drafted, I'll say, I've said this a bunch. I have drafted Josh Allen and Jonathan Taylor. And when I started a team with Josh Allen and Jonathan Taylor, I expected to be pretty good. No, no. Bad season, rough year, fantasy football, not my thing this year. What is my thing? NFL Week 13, the Green Bay Packers go into Chicago, a four-and-a-half-point favorite. 45's the over-under. Aaron Rodgers, cleared to play. You got to think he will. He, he respects this Packers-Bears rivalry. Rodgers, clear to pay, play. Fields on track to play. Romeo Dobbs should be back. Uh, you got Packers minus 45. I took the over on this game because... It's Bears-Packers. You just don't know what's going to happen. It's in Chicago at Soldier Field. Hopefully, Justin Fields is back on track and ready to go because I like watching that guy play football. Pittsburgh is a pick him at Atlanta. Again, went with the over-under 42-and-a-half. Najee Harris, limited. He might play. He probably won't. It depends. Depends. That's a game-time decision. I have not read the game-time stuff yet. staying away from that game. I feel like Atlanta's going to win, but I felt like also the over will hit because these guys don't play very good defense. The Jets are plus three at Minnesota. I took the Jets minus three, or the, sorry, the Vikings minus three. Michael Carter's doubtful. Jets really hurting for running backs. Uh, You know, the only thing I'm worried about here with taking Minnesota minus three is that Mike White magic. How long is it going to last? They're in Minnesota. I feel like the Vikings will kind of rebound and, and get their shit together. I feel like they're a better football team maybe than they have been. Jacksonville plus one at Detroit took the over on this one too, 51 points. A couple more teams that don't play great defense, but a couple of teams that do play pretty good offense. Trevor Lawrence has played very well. Jared Goff sometimes keeps, somehow keeps the, the, the Lions in games. Should be a, should be a fun one to watch. Tennessee plus four and a half at Philadelphia. I took that Titans plus four and a half. I think Tennessee is really good. I hate to say that, but I think they're really good. I think Philadelphia is going to have trouble stopping King Henry. I don't think Tennessee will have as much trouble as teams have had in the past at containing Jalen Hurts. Danico Autry is out today. That's a huge one. But uh, we'll see how this Titans team does. Got him plus four and a half. I think that'll be a closer game than that. Cleveland minus eight at Houston. Stayed away from this game. Deshaun Watson's first game back. David Njoku maybe will play. Probably not, but maybe will play. But I'm ready to see how Deshaun does. Hadn't played competitive football in a couple years. Stayed away from that game. Not putting any money down on that. It already feels dirty enough. Washington minus two at the Giants. I have the Giants winning this game. I don't know. So I, I think these two teams are the same, okay? You get the same team, both very, very, very overachieving teams this year. Uh, Taylor Heineke's balling. The Giants have Saquon Barkley. He's balling. I got the Giants to win this game mostly just because they're at home. They're at home. Go G-Men. But, hey, if the Commanders want to keep making a run, keep making a run. Denver plus nine and a half at Baltimore stayed away from this one. Don't know what's going to happen with anything in this game. God, the Broncos are just so weird. You want to think that the Baltimore Ravens are going to kill them. Over is only 39 and a half. I don't love it. Stayed away from it. And that's the bet. So I got Packers, Bears over at forty five. I got Steelers, Falcons over at 42 and a half. I've got Vikings minus three. Jacksonville, Detroit over at 51, Titans plus four and a half. And New York Giants money line. That bet is plus fifty four seventy nine. Basically means it pays fifty four point seven nine to one. Thirty dollar bet, seventeen hundred and twenty four coming back my direction. If I can hit that bet, it'll make watching Sunday football interesting. And hey, might get a little coin. Who knows? There'll be other bets. There'll be other times. We're going to have a good time with it. Night games, Miami plus four and a half at the Niners over under 45 and a half. I still don't know what to think about the San Francisco 49ers. I really don't. I, I don't. I want to think they're good. I want to think they're a Super Bowl contender. I don't yet, but I also know they're pretty good. The Miami Dolphins, exact same. Exact same. Are they even going to win that division? Bills are back up, you know, on top of the division by a half game. Are, are the Dolphins even going to win that division? That 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 battle is way more exciting than I thought it would be. Seattle minus seven at the Rams. Stafford on the IR. Aaron Donald out today. I see no problem with Seattle just kind of dominating the Rams. Seven's a big number on the road, though. Seven is a big number on the road. Over-unders 41, I think I'd kind of go for that number instead. But Seattle minus seven at L.A. Again, probably won't see Matt Stafford for the rest of the year. Aaron Donald's out today. Chargers plus two and a half at Vegas. I love that bet. Chargers plus two and a half. Matter of fact, you would probably get better odds on Chargers' money line. I believe the Chargers win this game. Uh, Josh Jacobs played really well last week. Despite his calf injury, he's questionable today. Mike Williams is out today. Herbert's got, Herbert's got targets. I like the Chargers to win this game. Kansas City at Cincinnati. Joe Mixon is a maybe. That's bad news for Cincinnati, who's going to need all the weapons it can get. Kansas City's tough. The over is 53. Kansas City a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I got to think they cover that. As much as I think that the Bengals are good, The Chiefs are really good. Chiefs are really good. Tonight, Indianapolis plus 10.5 at Dallas. That is just the most disrespectful thing I've ever read. Plus 10.5 at Dallas. That's awful. That's terrible. But hey, I don't know. I still don't know if I would take the Colts plus 10.5. Look, Dallas is playing really well. Micah Parsons about to be a monster with Braden Smith out tonight for the Colts. Also, Kenny Moore out tonight for the Colts. I don't love it. I don't love it at all. But hey, we get to watch a game in primetime, yet again. Colts on national TV. Unfortunately, I have to listen to fucking Collinsworth all night. I'll deal with it though. I'll deal with it for sure. Tomorrow night, New Orleans at Tampa Bay. New Orleans plus three and a half at Tampa Bay. I don't know how to bet the Buccaneers anymore. Is Tom Brady ever going to fucking get it together? And now there's talks about him going back to New England. <laughs> like I don't know if that's true or not. just a little rumor I heard, little birdie. <laughs> I, I who knows how to bet the Buccaneers. Like there's so many so many toss-ups in the NFL this year. Like the Eagles are good but they're not that good. The Vikings are good but they're not that good. The one solid, consistent, constant is the Kansas City Chiefs. The Bills have struggled, but despite their struggles, they're 9 and 3. Can't argue with that. Just a tough year in the NFL. Tough, tough year. Fun year. It'll be interesting to see where who who is going to make the playoffs. Look at the a, look at the AFC East. All teams above 500. No bottom feeders. I mean the Patriots aren't that great. They've lost their last two. But think about this, they were 6 and 4 a couple weeks ago. Just a uh, They were six and four. The Jets were six and three. Dolphins were three and three at this time. And the Bills were six and three. Just a wild division. Just a wild one. I think the AFC West. You gotta think you gotta think Kansas City's got that locked up, right? Three game lead. (coughs) The AFC North, Ravens, Bengals. Will it come down to scheduling? Like, because today Baltimore has Denver and Kansas City goes to Cincinnati. And it, to me, like on the outside looking in, that's almost a built in one game lead for the Ravens. Bad deal. I don't want to talk about the AFC South. Look at the NFC East. Eagles are 10 and 1. They're 10 and 1. The Colts almost beat them. Cowboys, 8 and 3. Again, I think the Cowboys are the best team in the NFC. I still stick to that. Giants down there at 7-4. The Commanders at 7-5. That's a wild one. (coughs) The 7-5 Commanders are in last place. The 7-4 Tennessee Titans. The 7-4 San Francisco 49ers. The 5-6 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Are in first place. Crazy world we live in, but that's the NFL. That's how it works. I'm I'm jacked. Look, Sunday night football tonight, Colts Cowboys. I want to see the boys win. I do, I do. But it's it's just so it's so hard to sit here and talk about. And no, I don't want to cue Duke Tomato. Okay, Lord, of Marcos. I don't want. No, I can't do that shit. Can't do it. Look, I'll be back on Tuesday to talk about hopefully happier shit. Hopefully talk about a Colts win. See how this playoff goes. Of course, Tuesday, when I come back, we still won't know. I don't think, I don't know. Are they still announcing that on Tuesday night? Is that when they announce the final college football playoff bracket? You know what's stupid? On my computer here, I have uh, Microsoft Edge as my main browser but I always go to Google because I like searching Chrome better. Instead of just downloading Chrome, I open Edge and go to google.com. It's dumb. It's dumb, right? But Microsoft Edge works better with our software for the streams, so we have to have the Microsoft Edge. I don't want Chrome to find a way to take over as my default browser because that's going to create problems with the streams. not taking the risk. I'll just do it. They've got to announce this sooner than Tuesday, right? I think people should know when they're 12 p.m. Eastern. That's it, eh? No way. That can't be. That's going on right now. That's going on right now. So looks like I need to get out of here. Go check out that selection show. Actually. Actually, let's put it. Let's do this right now. Is that a Twitter live? No, that's not a Twitter live. It's just a fucking video. All right. Let's go see the worldwide leader. Go see what they say. Uh, sign in with my internet provider, which I should have done a long time ago. I I, I had to do that uh, today with Fox or last night with Fox. I came out here and watched the uh, the Michigan game. So we got live, the college football selection show. Huh. All right. Well, you know what? I'm going to call that a podcast. I'm going to get uh get off here and watch this selection show. (laughs) And uh, we'll talk about these on Tuesday. We'll see if I was right or if I was wrong. I think I'm right though. Just got to say, I think I'm right. But uh, this has been the Sean B show live stream. I appreciate you guys checking me out and, Hanging out with me and making comments and all that stuff. Since you're just babbling on. I want you guys to have a great rest of your Sunday. Enjoy football. And uh, like I said, let's hope this parlay hits. This parlay hits, I'll give nothing to any of you. You guys have a great rest of your day. Thank you.